Politic Podcast, the show for normal Americans. From this undisclosed bunker, here's your host, Tony Reed. By Science at NASA. According to folklore, every full moon has a special name. There's the wolf moon, the snow moon, the worm moon, the sprouting grass moon, the flower moon, the strawberry moon, the thunder moon, the sturgeon moon, the harvest moon, the hunter's moon, the beaver moon, and the long night's moon. Each name tells us something about the season or month in which the full moon appears. This month's full moon is the harvest moon. In the days before light bulbs, farmers relied on moonlight to help them harvest their crops. Many crops ripen all at once in late summer and early autumn, so farmers found themselves extremely busy at this time of year. They had to work after sundown. Moonlight became an essential part of farming, and so the harvest moon was born. There's more to the harvest moon, however, than just an old-fashioned name. It really is special. Around the time of the harvest moon, the moon rises at about the same time, sunset. And you know what happens when the moon rises at sunset. Low-hanging moons are reddened by clouds and dust. Not only that, they are swollen to outlandish size by the moon illusion, a well-known but still mysterious trick of the eye that makes low-hanging moons seem much larger than they really are. When you add these effects together, the harvest moon often looks like a great pumpkin. The experience is repeated for several nights in a row around the equinox. A great pumpkin-colored moon rising in the east is a nice way to kick off northern autumn. And it's also a nice way to end the day. And welcome back to Flyover Politic Podcast. It is the 30th of September, year of our Lord, 2023. And I wanted to start with the super-duper-pooper-scooper harvest moon. Yeah. Really cool, cool stuff. Thought I was going to miss it because we had rain the last two days and it was like really hard to see anything. And then we got lucky. The rain pulled out. And this morning, even though it was a little foggy where I was walking, here are some of the photos I snapped. It was super, super bright. And I loved it. I loved it, loved it, loved it, loved it. It was freaking fantastic. So that's our intro. Today we're going to do some uh, general stuff. I mean, we're just going through the craziness that is our politics and our media mostly. I want to start, first of all, with the piece of shit that the media and liberals love and crow about all the time. General disrespecting every vet and 
ever, Millie. We don't take an oath to a tribe. We don't take an oath to a religion. We don't take an oath to a king or a queen or to a tyrant or a dictator. And we don't take an oath to a wannabe dictator. We don't take an oath to an individual. We take an oath to the Constitution, and we take an oath to the idea that it's America, and we're willing to die to protect it. Every soldier, sailor, airman, Marine, Guardian, and Coast Guardsman, each of us commits our very life to protect and defend that document, regardless of personal price. That man is everything wrong with the officer corps as it is right now. They have banked that it will always be liberal and they all turn liberal. And as he sits there on his retirement speech and goes after the ex-president, all he does is show the partisan that he is, him and the Vinmans and everybody. And I don't care what you think about Trump. I don't care. It's a very simple scenario. I throw back at you. He's then saying, we take a tr- uh, oath to the, the Constitution and the country, and that has freedom of speech, and everybody has a gun, and religion, and everybody should be a Christian, and blah, blah, blah. If he was saying those words, this very same cabal of people that were jerking off to that yesterday, and I hate to be vulgar, but they were completely jerking off like it was the greatest thing ever. They would be freaking the fuck out. It would not be authorized. You would not be able to do that. But somehow, in the left's mind, that's a soldier. The left, in my lifetime, has always called us... Well, they used to call us extremists, and we were going to blow things up and kill people. Under the Clinton administration... They would do that because of the guy who blew up the Oklahoma, the Oklahoma uh, building. That guy. All of us were extremists. Now they call us insurrectionists and racists and Nazis. That very same man called Americans Nazis, and you guys think it's great. When he was silent as the other side was burning cities down. It doesn't even, January 6th isn't even an iota of the violence that the left brought down for months and still do. Yet he's silent. If he was called to go quell that, he wouldn't. And in fact, on January 6th, he didn't. He's a fucking hypocrite. And it's all for fucking Biden. Scoop. As voters worry about President Biden's age and fitness for office, his team is taking steps to prevent further stumbles, like wearing tennis shoes, is using short stairs on Air Force One. So here is the guy that he loves so much and gave up his oath of... Well, you know, let's just show this picture. This is the guy that they are just falling over defending because they said the last guy was so horrible so here he is on the short steps basically still stumbling and then making up a story that him and Xi Jinping went somewhere the guy is literally 
He belongs in a assisted living. I've often said America is the only nation in the world that can be defined by one word. I spent a lot of time with Xi Jinping when I was vice president and subsequent to that. And he once asked me in the Tibetan Plateau, could I define America for him? And I mean it sincerely, not a joke. I said, yes, one word, possibilities. We've always believed anything is possible if we set our mind to it, possibilities. And science and technology allow us to unlock the potential as a nation and meet the challenges of our time with some sense of urgency and purpose. By the way, the side that Millie loves so much and thinks are the great people, I had to videotape that. I, I, I could not put it in the program. It would speed up because they're censoring it now because they know that's really inappropriate for a general to do. Here is Seltzer. Um, I'm going to play these back to back. These are our worst sound bites up front. Here is Seltzer uh, saying that Fox seated division, followed by Schmidt from the Lincoln Project saying Trump saying he needs six months to a year to reform the federal government. This is a racist code whistle to every white supremacist in the country because it took six months. For Hitler to take Weimar Germany to a dictatorship. But if you zoom out, you can see the real roots of Republican craziness. One of the key factors, media mogul and architect of Fox News, Rupert Murdoch, who announced he's stepping down as chairman this week. As a column in the New York Times noted, Rupert Murdoch's empire used passion and grievance as fuel and turned it into money and power. I'm back with Brendan Buck, Tara Setmeyer, and Brian Stelter. Brian, you are the expert on, on Fox News. Talk a little bit about the legacy of Rupert Murdoch and the influence his empire of conservative news has had on today's Republican Party. Look, in a word, in one word, the legacy is division. Uh, this is a much more divided country because of what Rupert Murdoch created with Fox News more than a quarter century ago. There was right-wing talk radio before, there were pamphlets, but he supercharged this far-right ecosystem, really a network of lies, if I can use the name of my forthcoming book, in order to create an alternative that is not rooted in reality, not rooted in reality the way the rest of the American media is, but instead rooted in a fantasy, dragging America back to the past. That was and is Rupert Murdoch's legacy. And yet, he's a diminished figure now. I've been talking with Murdoch World sources again this weekend, trying to figure out, why did he do this now? Why did he announce his retirement this week? And right now, there does not seem to be an imminent health crisis, although he's 92 years old, so you have to wonder about his health. Uh, it does seem to be that he's trying to show that his son, Lachlan, is the chosen son. He doesn't want a takeover, uh, some sort of attempt at a takeover of his companies. He wants his son, Lachlan, in charge. So he's trying to hand power over. We'll see if it works. Uh, but I think we have to look back and say, you know, what he did to the country has caused 
profound polarization division and i I sometimes think about it as as a neighborly thing right jonathan harder to speak to your neighbors would entail what do you make of the fact that it does seem to me that the country and in many cases the media seems numb to it i think there's no question that the country and the media is numb to it the threshold in this moment is very simple everything that donald trump says should be taken literally and seriously, what he did today was threaten the employees, the journalists at NBC News. What he said more broadly is he's going to shut down the free media in the United States. What he announced today as a candidate for president in 2023 is he's coming after the American media. He's coming after his political opponents. Why is he running for president? He's running for retribution. Retribution, according to Donald Trump, is a philosophy of avenging anybody who was against him. So we are on the edge of an abyss in this country. And it seems that there is a paralysis, a numbness, a total disregard for the clear and present threat. There is something extraordinary happening. The people who are trying to tear down democracy in the country keep telling the rest of the country what it is they plan to do to such a degree that they have announced their plans six months into 2025 to have taken apart the whole of the federal government. Now, Since FDR's time in office, the legislative metric in the United States has been 100 days, not six months. This is a racist code whistle to every white supremacist in the country because it's how long it took Adolf Hitler to take Weimar Germany to a complete and total dictatorship. That included, by the way, the military swearing an oath of allegiance, not to the nation, but to the Fuhrer. And the military was the institution amongst many in Germany that were the last holdouts to this. But once he was in power, they were the first to submit. I say it all the time. It is creepy how the left knows so much about Nazi stuff. I don't even fucking know shit about it. And while Millie was up there saying, we take it to the country and da-da-da, The left was occupying and doing an insurrection again. The president was out on a podium saying, what will we do to maintain our democracy? We will put partnership aside and country first. I say we must and we will. Yet he hasn't. He, he hasn't. Same with democracy by having his Justice Department indicted as a political, political opponent. Count on the opposite when it comes to these kind of pro- proclamations from dear leader Joe. Country last, partnership first. I suppose open borders and un- unconditional Ukraine funding are putting country first. Just not our country. It's a very strange stage. They're trying to America it up. Because they know the polls say not because of crazy shit like this rest. 
Rest is important. This is the left going after rest. And then he went out and went to a strike. The first president ever to join a picket line. That's what he did. Somebody asked, we're going to play it in a second. What is he screaming about? And this is about as accurate as it is because he's senile. The genital motor plant in Scranton put great union jobs on the table. As my Puerto Rican rabbi used to say, like a rock, Chevy tough, God love you. Another one. The thing is, you see, the thing is that I was a 9-11. No, wait, anyway, I would let those little kids stroke my legs in the pool and tell me about cockroaches. I'm not going to pay a lot for this muffler. The machines you're making are an existential threat to the planet. If you eat your meat, you can't have any pudding. How can you have any pudding if you don't eat your meat? And it goes on because this guy is not there. But the media, Jesus, these are all media sound bites. Yeah, that's that's great. He's he's out there picketing. Biden tells UAA workers a picket line. Wall Street didn't build the country. The middle class built the country and unions built the middle class. Also, Biden today, I marched a lot of UAW picket lines when I was a senator in 73. But I'll tell you what, first time I ever done it in person. The president spent a total of 12 minutes with workers on the picket line and he just barely over an hour in Michigan overall. It was all just show. If he was a Republican, they would say, no, that doesn't work. And then, of course, they went after Trump because the unions are all just political. But here is Biden in a picket line, a legit blowing my mind. Liberal these days are easier to impress, easier to press than a toddler. You've lowered the bar on it to his shoes. Being on the line for only 12 minutes? 12 minutes. Group thinks it can make Joe Biden cool with younger voters with an app. That's what they're thinking. The group has already begun message testing its effort, revealing some unexpected details. For example, the organization looked at a handful of social media graphic touting Biden handling the economy, a critical weakness for him among voters. Staffers thought that a bright pink image that depicted a text message conversation rather than graphics featuring photos of Biden himself would perform better. But a social media user liked the content that pictured the president alongside the text that read, Bidenomics prioritized working families and Bidenomics recovering economy faster Noah Bloom excellent plan there's nothing young people like more than memes that were invented by a committee in order to increase support for President Methuselah they, they're just so not in touch 
with Americans. They just, they don't know Americans. This is a WAPO article, and I'm not going to flip to the sides. I'll just read it, but it... To live in Texas is to live surrounded by guns. Each morning, people strap guns inside suits, boots, bras, and belly band holsters and render them indivisible. In, in, invisible, excuse me. They stash firearms and purses and toolboxes and even take guns to protest at the state capitol. Neighbors tuck guns into bedside tables, cars, and trucks. They take gun fishing to church, the park, the pool, and the gym. The convention center event hosts gun shows where shoppers pursue AR-15s and high-capacity magazines outlawed in other states. Texans have purchased about 5.8 million firearms since 2020, more than any other state, according to Washington Post estimate, based on federal background checks. It has been legal to openly carry guns like rifles for generations, but Texas' gun-friendly attitude isn't just a relic of the Old West and ranching. Many restrictions on handguns were loosened only recently. Last year, the rate at which Texas purchased gun was nearly double that of California because you can't buy a gun in California, you dickhead. Unlike California and some other blue states, Texas has no state firearm sales registry, no required waiting period to buy a gun, no law regarding against the mentally ill or violently violent having weapons, no restriction on the size of ammunition magazines, and no background checks for guns purchased in private sales. Experts said it's difficult to estimate how many guns have an overall are overall in Texas. The attraction to guns grown not despite the state's increased number of mass killings. Texas has had the most of any state from 2015 to this year, 30 in total, but because of them, according to gun owners, while a majority of Americans favor stricter gun laws and say it's too easy to obtain a gun. Many Texas sees gun as a solution to the problem, not the problem themselves. They take solace in knowing that they're armed and that someone else around them probably is too. Some relish spotting the telltale imprint of a concealed gun. It's just part of being a Texan, said Wilmavitis. And then they played this video thinking it's bad. This is Molly Hennessy Fisk. I'm a staff writer for the Washington Post. I'm based here in Texas, and I'm here at the New Braunfels Schutzenverein, which is a marksman's club, a shooting club. And you can see there's folks shooting behind me. Uh, there's also rifles, which are over here behind me. And then there's the hall with a lot of history inside of it. This hill country area had, you know, more than a hundred of these clubs in it at, at one time. At the Schutzenverein, I learned about the history of gun ownership in New Braunfels, but I also wanted to hear from gun owners about modern day firearms. You're standing in front of your gun safe, mm -hmm. and then you have a bunch of firearms on a, these are like racks behind you. Mm -hmm. I went to see Will Jackson, who's a firearms instructor, and he showed me where in his house he stores his guns, uh, at least some of them. Keep the handguns usually not loaded, depending on where they are, uh, for the sake of 
it's just one more level of uh, safety. And then he also showed me how he carries his gun on him concealed when he goes out. Try not to be overt and show, hey, I do have a gun, right? Because the idea behind concealed carry is that if I'm concealed, the bad guy happens to be in the area and he or she does whatever they're doing, they're not going to worry about me because I, they don't think I have a gun. I also went to see Kenneth Wells, who's a retired airline pilot who lives with his wife in New Braunfels, and he showed me how he stores not only his handguns, but his long guns, because he's also a hunter, so he has some rifles. I, I always keep him locked. Per capita, there's more people murdered in the blue cities than there are in rural Texas or anywhere else. I live in a state, there are fucking four guns in this house. We both have a gun on our nightstand. When I go to public, I have a gun on my hip. It's not strange or wrong or culturally inappropriate. But this is why your polls are shit, as we'll get to in a second. Because you don't know Americans. You don't understand that when you decided that it was okay for groups to burn cities down, beat cops, murder people. Then you dropped all the charges. You said, give them your keys because carjackings are up. You made all these general things that, oh, fuck it. It's you, you racist. We need to defund the police. And then the media said they didn't say that they said it. And then they said it again and said they didn't say what they said. People are going to be scared. I've done a bunch of tweets on this and had a bunch of likes on it from normal people, including women, including black people, including gay people, by their bios. If I didn't get a concealed carry in 2021, I would never be able to leave this house again. My wife... Granted, she watched it all, and I kept telling her not to. But she was obsessed with it because it was horrible. What was happening in the streets of our country was wrong. What happened to my parents' neighborhood was wrong. What happened to normal people because they had American flags was wrong. Yeah, you guys kept throwing people back on TV saying that ra uh, a flag was racist because mega had flags. My wife made me take our flag down just because she was worried because there were BLM flags up in the neighborhood. You scared the shit out of people. So now my wife has a gun in her purse because now it's legal because you started doing these laws and Biden started talking about the laws and the liberal Senate passed laws that didn't get approved by the House or vice versa throughout this whole thing. State said, fuck it, we're going to make our own laws. We're not going to let you take away the ARs. We're not going to let you ban concealed carry. We're just not going to do it. In fact, you guys went so far that I was upset that I even got the concealed carry. I knew this was on the horizon, but I did it the legal way, and now I'm on a registry. You know I have a concealed carry. And because of your red flag laws that aren't really about 
getting guns out of dangerous people's hands. It's for liberals to be able to cancel people and get the guns and know where the guns are. Where do I get that? Well, there have been Boston Globe. How many incidents of California and blue cities? Journalists saying these people own guns with addresses. I mean, you've released people who donated. And by your own admission, as we'll see when we get to today, at the end, there's a segment from that ads cash thing. You say that when you put pictures or highlight liberal people and identify them, you're putting them in danger. But yet you put everybody in danger. You constantly put people in danger. Christians are in danger. White women are in danger. Gun owners are in danger. People that go to church are in danger. People who drive gas cars are in danger. You, you keep ratcheting up the rhetoric and saying those people are killing the planet, killing black people, killing gay people. There's a genocide. Black people are dying. Green people are dying. And none of it's true. The only people dying are vets committing suicide. But you don't care about that. He even went so far to say President Trump purchased a Glock. And he didn't. Gutowski. It would be a crime for him to actually buy this gun because he's under felony indictment. Did he actually go through with the purchase? Update. After Trump campaign spokesman Stephen Chung said former president purchased a firearm, Chung corrected his earlier statement to say Trump did not, in fact, purchase a firearm but wanted to. Trump campaign literally clarified that when they said he bought the gun, what they meant was he didn't buy the gun. Then we come to find out it was never that. He said he had the gun because he's in South Carolina. And then WAPO ran their gun piece. It's like six degrees of separation of Trump. But Mr. Fall Down Steps, who literally is proven, even though the media won't cover it, to have legally received money, including taxes, that are showing that he had $5 million, which was what he got paid. No, he's the good guy. Mm. All right, so... That's our intro. We're going to go into lighter fare really quick. I wanted to cover the space thing. So first, you're going to see the whole video about the my Oris Rex landing and outtakes from the moon actually showing their, they had problems walking on the moon. stretching back billions of years is now in the hands of NASA. They've recovered material from the Bennu asteroid. CBS News' Mami Stetskown has more on what scientists in South Florida are saying about the piece of critical history. When the capsule from the OSIRIS-REx spacecraft touched down on Earth Sunday, this is called the void chamber. UM astrophysics grad student Alessandro Pekka was paying attention. This is super, super exciting. Pekka knows that the half pound of rocks and space dust collected from the Bennu asteroid and sealed could hold a lot of answers to some very big questions. Right now, we believe there are some sort of life out there, but we don't have any proof of that. And that proof can come from these materials that now we have. 
Do you expect there's going to be a moment where they're looking at, at some of this material and say, what the heck is this? We have nothing that looks like this. Absolutely. That's kind of the cool thing about a new, a, when you have a new mission that's bringing a new, a, new, like a new window into the universe in some way, you know there are going to be discoveries that we can only guess at. This material is very smooth. Dr. Doug Roberts is CEO of Frost Science and an astrophysicist. He watched the landing. He tells us the material brought from outer space is pristine, not like the meteorites we study that have fallen to Earth. This one is melted and came through our atmosphere and was sitting around on the ground for a long time and interacting with our atmosphere, whereas the one there is, hasn't been changed in four and a half billion years since the solar system was formed. Dr. Roberts said it could help us understand how the Earth and our solar system were formed. It's so exciting to have a mission that goes to touch someplace or explore someplace we've never seen before. What's more, this is a mission that ignites the imagination. This is pretty big. This can change our perception. Of, of the universe, our role in the universe. Because as a matter of fact, we are just a tiny little dot in a huge universe. Scientists will be able to study this for years to come, but 60% of the material that was collected is gonna be held, so scientists at a future date can take a look with new technology. In Miami, Ted Scouton, CBS News Miami. Can't wait till they open it up and take a peek. That's right, and years from now when they have that new technology, even better. We'll be right back. So I made it back to planet Earth, safe and sound. It's going through, and we have no more new information. And that moon one came out. I guess it was an outtake. Uh, nobody's ever seen them, but they actually released them because all this moon talk with India landing, kind of cool. Sun rips hole in the Earth magnetic field. Whole bunch of red auroras. Not going to show the pictures. It's really freaking cool. Newest mission bound for the metallic asteroid of the same name, a metal-rich world that offers an insider view of the planet formation. And this latest one, they say, has enough gold, silver, etc. to make everybody big time, big time rich. Which brings us to polls. And there's panics. So we have Beschloss starting it off saying that Biden is Lincoln. FDR. But the ladies of the view are actually grounded. They're fucked and they know it. Indeed. Michael, when, when we talk about what a speech can do in terms of stirring the body politic into action, you know, I think the White House very much hopes that people will listen to President's Biden, President Biden's speech and do something about what he's saying. That seems far-fetched given where we are, but historically have speeches been able to move people into action and parties specifically? Sure they have. Uh, did Lincoln's speech have, speeches have an effect on what followed in the early 1860s? Sure they did. Franklin Roosevelt was very courageous running for re-election in a country that didn't want another war like World War I, but he said, let's build up our defense because we may have to defend the world of freedom. That was unpopular. Had he not done that, we would have been unprepared. That's what a president does at a moment in history like this. He doesn't say, 
the issue is, you know, some peripheral issue of the kind that you just showed us that was in the Republican debate last night, like curtains in the residence of the U.N. ambassador. You know, look at that and compare that to what Joe Biden was saying uh, today. This is what it's at stake. We could lose our country in 13 months and Roosevelt, but saying, let's not kid ourselves. This is something that's big that's at yeah. stake. And most important, you young people had better vote because this is Trump's scheduled trial dates and where they fall in the presidential primary calendar. March 4th, March 25th, March 20th. A judge has yet to set the date for the Trump for Trump and his 18 co-defendants in the Georgia. May, oh, I'm sorry, it's now May 20th. So I'm happy to talk about polls and where people fall when I see that first trial. That's, oh. that, that's, I'm happy to talk about it then. Go but ahead. until then, nobody needs to be talking about how what? Biden Do is doing or anything like that. Actually, I, I don't know that we're going to see those trial dates exactly like that because I think he's going to ask for continuances and there's going to be delays because of the presidential mm -hmm. primary. I don't know uh, what happened with this ABC poll. I don't know if the people asking the questions were high or the people answering the questions <laughs> were high. But somebody has got to have been on some edibles or something else. Because, they, I mean, this, this poll is just, you know, off the charts. That does not mean that there's not huge red flags here. And what I do know is that you cannot take the Hispanic vote for granted because you're running against a racist. You can't take the woman vote for granted because you're running against a sexual harassment. All right, let's wade into this because we have plenty of new stuff. I would question any poll, this is John Hayward, that shows Trump over Biden by double digits, but I suspect that if the election were held today, Trump would stand a good chance of winning. Of course, the election will not be held today. Biden is the lowest of low ebbs, a laughingstock at best, and a menace at worst, constantly humiliated on the world stage. While Americans groaned under Biden inflation, here snotty lectures from the spin doctors about how why we should stop all complaining. Sorry, I'm trying to quit dipping. You see me putting it in and out. I can't do it. Worse still for Biden, all the ways in which he manifestly is terrible president, economic issues are rebound for Trump's advantage. People remember how much better things were before Biden. That gets you into the weeds and about how much people blame Trump for coronavirus debacle as the pandemic grows more distant. People are probably less likely to dwell on leadership during the pandemic breakout year, and they like Biden no better on the issue. Grassroots energy, and he just goes on, and he just breaks it down to the fact that Nothing has gone good. That's why you have literally ours with a 21-point advantage, which party better handles the economy. 49%. Picking the GOP. 28%. That is the worst since 20 or 1991. Political author Rubini has reported inside info that Kamala will be forced to resign as a VP and sent to the Senate to replace Feinstein. Gavin Newsom will be subbed in as VP. Then they will remove Joe Biden. These are the kind of things that are out there because people are like, okay, we can't have this guy. Recent polls suggest some voters don't want to choose Trump or Biden. Here's our ideal candidate. And they're now trying to say Liz Cheney and Romney. This is just the media making shit up. New, 65% of Americans, including nearly half of Republicans, fare doing away with the current electoral college system. What is wrong with you, GOP? You don't understand. Without that, the middle of the country will never be represented. You don't have any people. There's not enough people here. You will be governed by California. 
Friday shows that 49% of likely U.S. voters, this was yesterday, approve of Biden. 49. 49 disapprove. The next poll came out. 47%. This was on the 28th. This came out. 99% of Americans can't afford a fucking house under Biden. And this is polling very well for the GOP. Because now it's obvious they covered it up. Then you just have Where are we at? Doggone it, what happened? Immigration. Immigration is in terribly, terribly bad for Biden Co. Um, it doesn't matter how much the media spins, it's not good. Here's Carvel and Marr as I fix my slide. Let's assume the election was November the third of this year, oh, and and they said the candidates are Joe, Joe Biden, the Democrat, Donald Trump, the Republican, uh, Joe Manchin, and Larry Hogan, no labels, and Cornell West. Mm. Trump would be a betting favorite. Yes. If I told you totally. I would give you even money, you would not take that bet. All right. Um, and so somebody better wake the fuck up. Okay. It's not good, man. It's just, it's just fucking not fucking good. It's so freaking bad. They tried to push this all week that this was going to, oh, howling in pain. But this was a staged photo. Then he's with Ukraine talking about territorial sovereignty. How about our border, Mr. President? Here's New York City. We should protect our migrants, period. Then they do this. New York City is distributing a flyer that literally shows this. Go anywhere else, just not here. Look at the arrows. Don't don't come here. And then Biden, per SOP, fucks up and says the quiet part outside, plus a 15-minute, I'm going to, well, I'm going to edit it down now, Musk went to the border. The president can't go to the border, but a guy with the space industry and launching and doing uh, just cars, and he has so much on his plate, he could go to the border. President Biden attended a formal black tie fundraising event for the Congressional Hispanic Caucus. Here's how it went. And I mean this sincerely. My dad used to say, everyone, everyone is entitled to be treated with dignity and respect. Congressional Black Caucus embodies all those values. I'm sorry, what, did he say Congressional Black Caucus? Congressional Black Caucus embodies all those values. Okay, but he was at the Congressional Hispanic Caucus, and he called them the Congressional Black Caucus, and, well, 
that's awkward and uncomfortable, especially considering his checkered past with racial comments. Let's move on, shall we? Because he said the quiet part out loud when it came to his disastrous border policies. You know how this administration acts like, oh, gosh, we don't have any control over this thing. And we don't know where all these people are coming from. And it's really a problem with the root cause and poverty and crime and oppression and all those things. Well, he revealed what this is really all about. First, we put in place policies that process people in a fair and fast way. Second, we're significantly expanding legal pathways for entry so businesses can get the workers they need. Families don't have to wait for a decade to be together. I've also directed my team to make historic increase in the number of refugees admitted from Latin America. People fleeing violence and persecution who simply want their kids to have a better life. Next week, my team will consult with Congress on this plan. Third, we're supporting states and cities that have seen a surge in immigrants. So here he is bragging about the fact that they're increasing legal pathways for people to enter the country and and for home for businesses, not for the downtrodden, not for the women and the children and the starving masses. No, it's for businesses, for businesses to hire exploited low wage workers who were desperate to come to this country. And let's not forget. If these exploited low wage workers from Latin America come here and work for all those businesses that Joe Biden cares about, then who isn't getting hired by those businesses? You're not getting hired. American citizens who might ask for a little bit more money instead of those desperate huddled masses illegally streaming across our border. And he also bragged that he's directed his staff to increase the number of so-called refugees coming from Latin America. See, this isn't an accident. This isn't out of their control. And they're just doing their best to try to stem the tide and get on top of things and process people. No, they want this to happen. This is part of their plan. And and let me just remind you, we have laws that define in this country exactly what a refugee is. If you come here from a country that's oppressing you because of your political beliefs or because of your religious beliefs or because of your racial makeup and ethnic makeup, yes, we will consider you for refugee status. If you're very poor and your country has a dysfunctional economy and you want to come here to get a job and send money back to your family, you do not qualify as a refugee and you don't deserve asylum. That's the law. And Joe Biden He just admitted that he doesn't care about the law. You know, if you watch the news, you see the reports every single day. We're literally breaking records on the number of illegal crossings in this country. And when faced with the reality of that crisis, it doesn't look like Joe Biden's trying to do anything to stop illegal immigration other than legalize it. Yeah, so here we are uh, at Eagle Pass, uh, and we're going to be uh, meeting with uh, uh, the sort of major, the major officials uh, uh, and uh, law enforcement responsible for the water, and um, and we'll hear it directly from them and see it, see exactly what's going on uh, for yourself. So, uh, with that, let's. Yes, I'm Tony Gonzalez. I'm the uh, local congressman here in the district. My district is 823 miles of the southern border, places like Eagle Pass, El Paso, Uvalde, Del Rio. Uh, We've been at the epicenter of this border crisis. What I really like to share is is, uh, a lot of my sheriffs and, uh, and local elected officials are being forgotten. Their stories aren't getting out. 
some stories are, but a lot of stories aren't. The first person we, I'd like to hear from is uh, Randy Brown, who is the sheriff of Medina County. It's about an hour away from, about 100 miles away from here. And uh, Randy's behind us now. You wanna come over here, Randy? And uh, just uh, the question I have is, is uh, what, what's happening in your county? This is 100 yeah, miles and, away. And just imagine, like, you're just, you're just talking to America here, and people just wanna understand exactly what's going on, but assume that people do not know what's going on. Well, you got to go back some time, and whenever the open border policies from the White House kind of got thrown out there, we've been overrun. How so, long was that? How long ago was that? Cool. What year was that? Two years ago. Two years. We're ago. on our third year. We've been battling it for two years, and uh, okay. So, so, so you're saying there's an open, been an open border policy essentially since for the past few years? It was an invitation. An, an invitation. That's how I read it. That's how okay. it was told from the from the White House. So, okay. They don't have a clue what's going on here, I don't think, because okay. if they did, maybe they would care. Maybe they would, I don't know. How does, how does the train impact you? Because the trains have been a big story lately. There's a train just over here. This is kind of where it starts, Elon. Okay. Where you see you know, all these thousands of people on a train. This is where they're coming through, but it doesn't end here. It just starts here. Yeah. Medina County is where they're going to make it to the big cities like San Antonio. Two, two major rail lines come okay. through, through my county and, and on those the illegals ride. They actually control the trains because they know how to crank down the brake on the car so okay. the way it passes a heat sensor. The conductor has to stop the train, the illegals get off, the people come to get them, and all the stolen vehicles are stealing from all over the country. Nearly every one of them is in a stolen vehicle. Okay. So, so then we get involved, and then they're trespassing on private property. Okay. Uh, and when you do get behind the road, they run through fences, they run over equipment. Irrigation stuff is important to the farmers. They run over their equipment, they tear it up. We tear up vehicles trying to hold the line. We're trying to hold the line 100 miles away because the line is not getting held here. Because it's not that complicated to close the border. It really isn't. And that's the aggravating part. I think any sheriff okay. will tell you the same thing. Alright. Um, well and just just uh, again, just assume that the you know this is uh, this is really just for the, the general public. So, you know, this sort of uh, I don't know if you could really see it. I'll try to switch it around. Well, I can't really switch around. So, anyway, that's like, I don't know if you can sort of see that group, but that's a group there. Um. It, it's a fucking invasion. You can't say it's not an invasion. You've let the southern border, you just opened it up and said, come on in, everybody. I just, I don't, I don't understand how this is happening. You got a general talking about a president that isn't in charge of anything at his retirement speech. He didn't defend the constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic with the border. And then we have our little thing. I wanted to cover this as we go into security for a second. They edited shit trying to make Trudeau look good. This is Wikipedia. Then we find out Ukraine was handing is handing awards to our media. What the fuck is that? 
Zelensky just awarded Ukrainian state decorations to a large proportion of anchors on American TV. Amanpour, Blitzer, Brennan, Sustern, Wallace, Zakaria, Cooper, Tapper, Schuster. It's all Time, CNN, MSDNC. So do they work for them? Somebody says there is a zero daylight between CNN and the permanent bureaucracy of U.S. security state. Zero. They are a PR shop. And then this falls out. Because, remember, we've been covering a lot on our show. There's something up with Iran and Democrats. An absolute blockbuster story. Leaked documents reveal that the Biden administration has been influenced by key members of an Iranian influence agency. Have you been wondering lately why the Biden administration seems so eager to make deals with the evil regime in Iran? Not only did we just negotiate a so-called hostage swap with them where we ended up giving them, what, $5 billion that they'll use to persecute their citizens and maybe even to help terrorists across the Middle East. But we're also hell-bent on restarting that nuclear deal that the Obama administration jammed through and that President Trump canceled the second he had an opportunity. Why is the Biden administration so interested in making sure that we have good, healthy relationships with such an evil country? Meet Robert Malley. He was the Biden administration's special envoy to Iran right up until last June when he was put on leave. His security clearance was suspended, and now he's the target of an investigation. According to investigative reporters at Iran International, Mr. Malley was in deep with high-level influencers from the Iranian government. So after the Biden administration hired Mr. Malley to be the point person on their Iran policies, he hired two individuals, someone named Ariane Tabatabai and another person named Ali Vaez. These two belong to a group called the IEI, the Iran Experts Initiative. And the IEI was established by the Iran Foreign Ministry in 2014. It was basically a group of second-generation Iranians who were experts on Iran policy. They got themselves onto think tank panels. They would meet at conferences and talk about American-Iranian policies. They would write articles and white papers and columns. They were the go-to experts on Iran, and they were working for the Iranian foreign ministry. Three Iran experts who have worked closely with Robert Malley, the Biden administration's special envoy on Iran, were members of an influence network formed and guided by Tehran. President Biden named Mali to be a special envoy for Iran in 2021. Mali had previously served as a top diplomat in the President Obama administration. He helped to negotiate the 2015 landmark nuclear deal with Iran, the Joint Comprehensive Plan of Action, or the JCPOA. The accord, which aimed to curb Iran's nuclear activities, was abandoned by President Trump, who branded it as the worst deal ever and reinstated crippling sanctions on the Islamic Republic. The members of the network wrote articles to explain and defend Iran's foreign policy and its nuclear and military activities. They also gave interviews to major media outlets, attended panels, and provided advice to Western governments on Iran. In all cases, they introduced themselves as independent analysts. On June 2, 2014, Ariane Tabatabai attended a conference in Iran, her emails showed, and in the same trip discussed a project to work with the IPIS. 
She has worked since 2022 for the United States Department of Defense and currently holds a clearance issued by the U.S. government. But a former senior U.S. official said a relationship. Then there's a whole nother article where literally the media was on board. This is just, it makes sense. Let me be clear, anyone who openly worked on behalf of U.S. adversaries, particularly Iran, should not be employed by the Department of Defense, Mike Rogers. Because DOD people are also. State Department bankrolled Palestinian terrorists. And then you just get in crying. Just just straight crime that we completely ignore they omit the where it came from. You see the Philly one. This was all over the internet. Even the Krastein brothers were saying, This is horrible, it's no party's fault, blah 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 blah. When it is. Then you have Browser literally saying we need more police. The lady who painted a gigantic BLM sticker down a fucking road and fired the police. We need more police now because people are getting carjacked. An arrest warrant issued in Baltimore over the murder of a young tech CEO. Police say 26-year-old Pava LaPere found dead Monday hours after she was reported missing. Alexis Davila from CBS News Baltimore has more. We have a young woman who had her life taken away, and we have someone that we know cowardly took that life that we're going to find. Police say 26-year-old Pavela Pear was found with signs of blunt force trauma at this luxury apartment building in downtown Baltimore Monday. 32-year-old Jason Dean Billingsley is wanted for first-degree murder, assault, and reckless endangerment, among other charges. This individual will kill, and he will rape. Police have not identified a motive in LaPere's death, but many are in shock, including Baltimore's mayor, who said he got to know the entrepreneur on a personal level. Certainly a tragedy, and state and federal law enforcement are searching for that suspect with a violent criminal past. Authorities say he was released on parole just last year after serving part of a 30-year sentence, and after the murder of that young tech executive, they are warning he's capable of anything. This morning, the urgent manhunt in Baltimore for a murder suspect accused of killing a celebrated young tech entrepreneur. Authorities warning he is believed to be armed and dangerous. This individual will kill and he will rape. He will do anything he can um, to cause harm. 26-year-old executive Pava Lapier found dead by blunt force trauma in her apartment. We have calls to get into the building. Um, so, I mean, how, how did this happen? U.S. Marshals joining Baltimore police in the search for 32-year-old Jason Dean Billingsley, wanted for first-degree murder, assault, and reckless endangerment. We are working with every law enforcement partner uh, to, that we have to make sure that we bring this individual who, quite frankly, shouldn't have been out on the streets in the first Oh, 
officers. We don't have the officers that we need, and sadly, we've lost three to 400 officers in the last four years. Um, we haven't had officers in our schools, and we have policies that make it difficult to create, recruit new officers. What the actual fuck? What the actual fuck? And his tweet was, what happened in Philly last night at the Lulamon was wrong. Republicans know it's wrong. Republicans, Democrats know it's wrong. Independence. There were bad people doing bad things. This does not to be politicized. Yet it would. If Target was shuttering nine stores in red states, it would be front page news. Now we ignore it. But we're lawless. More emails. More proof. Records. Bank. It's all shown. But you know what was in the media? Okay, I TikTok because I fucked up. And all my videos fucked that I was going to start. But this was in the media. And I could show you slide after slide after slide after slide after slide after slide of proof. First impeachment yields, yields nothing. And then these sound bites. Just moments away, House Republicans holding their first impeachment inquiry into President Biden despite no evidence of impeachable offenses. The Republican drive to impeach Joe Biden will begin in earnest, officially. 47 members here, 26 Republicans, 21 Democrats are going to consider the question of whether Biden accepted bribes or abused his public office in connection with his son Hunter Biden's business dealings. Uh, it is a solemn moment, but there is a problem. For months, Republicans have been digging, looking for direct, concrete evidence to back up those allegations. And to date, they haven't found any. No, no bank account, money transfer, overt act that would show the link between Hunter Biden's business dealings corruptly and Joe Biden's uh, personal accounts. Now, nevertheless, they're going to move forward, but the problem for Republicans, given that lack of connection there, is that there are a group of about a dozen, couple of dozen Republicans who have broken ranks. They don't support this effort to impeach Joe Biden at this time. Nevertheless, they will proceed. One thing you can expect for certain, given this committee and this issue, partisan fireworks. George? No question about that, but of course this is unprecedented, the first time we've ever had an impeachment. ...of his son, who does not and has never worked at the White House, or another family member. We can't even follow which investigation we're discussing today. Is it the FBI, the IRS, XXX, or something new? I know the American people are confused because we're all confused what we're doing here. Nothing this majority has claimed about the president or his family has merit. No wonder the folks back home are tuning out of this confused mess. My colleagues on the other side of the aisle have shredded all their credibility in this committee. They simply grasp at straws that do not exist. In this Congress so far, we've held more hearings on gas stoves than gun violence and culture wars than kitchen table issues. So let's talk about the real... Well, you sort of answered my next question for you, Ryan, which is in a couple of hours in that building behind you, the Oversight Committee is going to hold an impeachment hearing led by Chairman James Comer, who famously said, well, there's a lot of smoke here. We don't have fire yet, but we believe there's a lot of smoke. That seems to be sort of 
the theme of this investigation. Have you, in your reporting, as an, as an excellent reporter, have you found anything that shows you a connection between Hunter Biden's business dealings and the president of the United States? There isn't that hard piece of evidence that if you presented it in a court of law would convict someone. And I think that that's the important part of this. And, and I do believe that there are two different conversations to be having here. There's an ethical, moral and political conversation. And then there's a legal question. And when you're talking about moving to articles of impeachment, you know, I think we're all not naive to the fact that uh, impeachment is a political exercise is a political exercise. I thought it was constitutionally dictated. I thought they had to do it, so that's why they impeached a president who wasn't in fucking office. That's what I remember. I mean, don't you? They're going so deep. We'll get back to this in a second. Philip Bump, who's the fact checker, is over there doing shit and saying, well, then they brought on somebody else Sunday, probably accidentally, who rebutted it on Fox. No, on Fox, they have both sides. It's the other channels that don't. Hey, oh, look at this, because we're in media bias and they impeach at the same time. 11th bite, not national news. Not national news. We're not even covering it we're just fucking ignoring it it's like it's not there it's like surf pro like it was never there but that's our media this is CNN or ABC getting butt hurt that Republicans are campaigning on an open border On the issue of immigration, a lot of heat uh, over that situation at the border. We saw live shot from the border tonight. Um, Ron DeSantis actually brought up again his idea of bringing the military to the border if he's elected president. Uh, what were your thoughts as far as how the candidates framed that discussion? Right. I think with the exception of uh, former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie, uh, all of the candidates on the stage really uh, framed what's happening at the border as a wholly Democratic Party failure. Uh, but the, the fact remains that uh, both parties have really struggled to uh, address the issue at the border and the issues of immigration, the issue of migrants coming over. Uh, and uh, I'm going to tell you right now, in all due sincerity, if the shoe was on the other foot. Folks, there'd be an impeachment just over the border. The border would be an impeachable offense because you've let six million motherfuckers that we know of with gotaways and actual contacts, six million motherfuckers. No screenings. Could be terrorists. We don't fucking know. The next is The View, even though that bitch was from The View, and I call her a bitch. She's a fucking hateful bitch. Let's just be honest. She, she's a bitch. Joy Behar, where the hell is it, whines about New York, including Nancy Pelosi on the cover, politicians too old and to be holding office. I hate that cover. She's a sharp as a tack. 
Whoopi calls it an insulting and argues, is Biden doing this job even if he falls on the floor? These are the people that once again did over the TV visual walking pictures of Trump and said he was senile and physically incapable because he was afraid he was going to slip in his fancy million dollar shoes down a fucking ramp. Not a good look. I'm just saying he didn't actually fall. Biden falls if there's a strong wind. If he still gets wood, he probably falls because it puts him out of balance. I mean, homie's fucked. Nobody in the world doesn't see it except for the media. Who sees it? Well, in a minute. So when we're in these modes of defending, sometimes we say some really fucking stupid shit. So we have Menendez being defended by Bitchnik Navarro. I, these are the same people that said Trump was the devil. They now say it'd be better if Biden gets reelected and dies in office. I don't have gold bars in my house, but I do have those feelings. When I heard Bob Menendez say that yesterday, I thought to myself, well, if you have been withdrawing cash uh, from your accounts for years, there's a record of that. Mm. So there's evidence of that, right? There's a yeah. paper trail. And so if that's the case, that'd be great. But uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I really am hoping against hope that that's the case. And I'm hoping that he's able to provide that evidence. I'm hoping that he's able to leave this because look, Boris, Bob Menendez is such a champion for the Latino community. He's such a champion for the Cuban-American community, for the Nicaraguan-American community. There's not one issue affecting our communities that the first person you go to is, not, is Bob Menendez for the last 30 years. Losing him is going to say, say. She makes sense. She keeps getting reelected by 80% of the constituency. Because yeah. it, goes with the, it goes with the mythology that these folks are too old to be doing what they're doing, which is a bit insulting to people who are over 70. Yeah. Who are, you know, who are actually doing their jobs and able to do it. And I keep asking, aside from, I, well, you've fallen, I've fallen. But I, I fell when I was yeah. 20. I, mean, I always fell. I'm a klutz. Yeah. You know. <laughs> I fell the other day in my kitchen. Joe Biden can fall down 55 times. That's not going to yeah. make me think he can't, he can't yeah. do the yeah, game. Right. Well, the question is this. Let's say Joe Biden, God forbid, dies in office. Is that, isn't that still okay for the country? The country will... So are you admitting that he's old as fuck? Is that the point? I mean, I, you're pissed because he's being called old. Then you say he's going to die in office. And it seems like less lately all they have is this. While Donald Trump takes credit for killing Roe v. Wade and would sign a national abortion ban, we will always fight to protect a woman's freedom to choose. He literally said he would not sign a national abortion ban. First of all, that's unconstitutional. He never said it, but he can make it up because there's no fact checkers. So it goes out in the universe, and that's misinformation. That's disinformation. That's I think it's just missing this, right? Unless they came up with a new one. I just don't know about it. And then you have another guy. I don't know who this fucking cat is. 
I clearly remember a governor coming on the air and them 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 all being asked, do you support a woman's right to choose till birth? I remember these things. But in case you didn't, here's a video. Do you support any restrictions on abortion? I don't. I've always believed... Even in the third trimester? I, I, I... Do you think there should be any limitation on abortion? Uh, no, I do not. Up till now, my understanding is there wasn't a limit on when in a pregnancy a woman could receive an abortion. Have you set any limit on There are no limits. Is there a cutoff for you before that point? No, to me, it's, it, it's a reproductive, it's a health care decision. It's up to women to make that decision. Where it's obvious that a woman is about to give birth. She has physical signs of, of, that she is about to give a birth. Would that still be a point at which she could request an abortion if she was so certified? My bill would allow that, yes. Virginia's governor says he has no regrets on his comments earlier this week defending abortion, even as a baby is being born. If a mother is in labor, I can tell you exactly uh, what would happen. Um, the infant would be delivered. Uh, the infant would be kept comfortable. Uh, the infant would be resuscitated if, if that's what the uh, mother and the family desired. And then a discussion would ensue between the physicians and the mothers. Are you for the what he said or late-term abortion or the moments that he was talking about where you would keep a woman comfortable after she was giving birth in case she wanted to abort her third-term child? I don't know all his comments, but what I do know is that I am for a woman having the right to make a choice about her own body. State lawmakers in New York approved a law permitting abortion in the state up until birth. Cuomo applauded the legislation and marked the occasion by lighting the spire of the One World Trade Center pink to celebrate. Eight months into pregnancy, should a woman be allowed legally to have an abortion? Again, I've told you I believe women's right to choose, period. At the Capitol today, a House committee approved a bill that would remove restrictions on abortions performed in Minnesota. bill would erase the requirements such as parental notification, or that clinics can only handle first trimester abortions, that patients be told about possible links to cancer, and the 24-hour waiting period. The bill would repeal a law that requires doctors to save any baby born alive during an abortion. Those in favor of Prop 1 include Governor Newsom. Now, I ended it just two minutes for time, but that's literally what we got here. That's what we got. I could play a soundbite of that fat sloth that started it literally on the read hour thing, a bobber, and she praises him as brilliant to tell it like it is. That's that's what uh, Reed said, which I think is just fucking perfect. This one right here is one of my faves of all time. Why do you think four out of five blacks see everything as racist in the news? Because that's what the media portrays it as. I mean, that, that's their angle on everything. Everything is race, racism, sexism, whatever. And then our last, and then we're, you know, we're going to move on and do some uh, fun shit later on. Um, which one is this? Yeah, I've like doubled up that soundbite. Needs to go. This soundbite, let's see. Oh, we're playing that one. We're going to start with Morning Joe, and then you're going to have a little divider in between it. And I have multiple examples of this. This this is uh, Morning Joe coming on and stating that media journalists are too civil 
towards Trump, aka generally uh, the media. All right, it, it's just really too, 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 too nice. It, it's fucking. They need to be more stern. All right. And then you're going to hear a part of a soundbite of Mitchell fighting with the Republican. Now, none of this ever happened when they're impeaching Trump for fucking bullshit. It was just fucking bullshit. You know it was bullshit. Everybody knows it was bullshit. The phone call, Biden, Obama, we've both seen him do it now. I mean, it's what our presidents do. They they use carrots and sticks with country countries. And, and if you say it's bad for Trump to do it, well, you got to say it's bad for Biden who did it. And you got to say bad that Obama did it on, on Mike. We heard him saying after the election, I'll give you what you want. Bartering with the nation. That's how they get things done. But to say that they treat Biden too tough, that, that get the fuck out of here. Hunter Biden's laptop to stealing nuclear secrets is because the Republicans have been hammering Joe Biden over this nonstop and the White House has considered itself above the fray. This is like Mike Dukakis in 1988 using his push lawnmower while George H.W. Bush was going around talking about how polluted Boston Harbor was and talking about, you know, going from one flag factory to another flag factory. And John Meacham, by the time it was over, right, and and you had Michael Dukakis go, I'm above this. I'm not going to respond to that. I mean, you've written uh, 41's uh, biography, you know. By the time Dukakis finally started responding to those attacks, he had lost like 20 points in the poll. His 20-point lead was evaporated. And now you've got the Biden people sitting back talking Bidenomics while his son's being trashed and while his age is being trashed. And here you go. I just want to repeat for you because I know you're a historian. And I'm sure you never knew this. Donald Trump says he ran against George W. Bush in the primary and beating. Ran in 2016, ran against Barack Obama in the general election. Nobody thought they could beat him, but he beat him. Ran against Barack Obama in 2020 and beat him, no matter what the press and the pundits say. This is a guy who is terribly confused. And again, we don't hear that so much. Uh, I've got to just push back for a moment because to call it the Biden crime family without evidence because you have accusations. Well, you're, no you're lying there. You're, you're being dishonest there lying. to say there's no evidence. This is evidence that would be admissible in any kind checked. of a case when you have texts, when you have emails, when you have testimony, uh, when you have visit history, travel logs, those sorts of things. That That is evidence. Now, you can dispute and debate the evidence and whether or not you think, think it proves beyond a reasonable doubt, but that's what the Oversight Committee is doing with the impeachment inquiry. And a good deal of it was from when he was not even in office. It was after he left office from 2017, he was, he was, It was when he was the sitting vice president. Uh, it was from when he was the sitting vice president. When That's it goes not what back the House Ways and, and, and Needs chairman he, presented. He ran That's lying to the, the American people about whether or not his family made money off of China. He lied during the debate and said that. He lied repeatedly, said he didn't even know anything about his son's business dealings. We know that's demonstrably false. 
these are accusations. It may be uncomfortable. Not it may be uncomfortable for his defenders like you, but it's demonstrably false. I'm not a defender. I'm simply trying to call the facts as we see them, as we know them at this time, sir. Evidence is presented. Evidence is contradicted. Well, I evidence would ask can you, then did be you question the impeachment by the Democrats when they set the bar, the bar so low and they wanted to impeach Pres or tried to impeach President Trump based on a phone call? based on a phone call when he was questioning the, questioned the corruption it, with Burisma and for that to be investigated. And now we've got Bre President Biden on, on video bragging about the, getting the prosecutor fired uh, to, in exchange for a billion dollars in aid. That's evidence right there. That is evidence right there. You just said evidence didn't exist. We've got that evidence right there. The president is foolish enough, foolhardy enough to brag about that on video. Uh, on. Now, if I would have kept playing that soundbite, what you would have seen is that she then went straight in to softball questions with a Democrat. So, yeah, they're getting treated just fucking horrible. To show our last thing, and then we're going to start a little woke section. It's going to be heavy on censorship today because, man, this election season, they're fucking getting it on, man. They are just getting on into that censorship shit. Here's a AP reporter losing his shit because Biden got his booster and didn't do it on air because they're still scared about fucking COVID. Why did the White House choose to have uh, the president take his, his latest COVID booster out of public view? Uh, isn't this a time when, you know, given the promotion of boosters and how important they are, that the public might want to see that the president have? Yeah, so I think you all saw the, pre uh, the physician's memo, his report uh, on Saturday. Uh, so certainly if you haven't, you should uh, take a look at it. Uh, so the president got uh, his vaccination. As you know, he has an incredibly busy schedule. He's got, he got his vaccination as, as uh, the earliest moment that he could. The White House has made it very clear that it's on Republicans to avoid the government shutdown, not on the White House, but our latest polling shows that a higher percentage of Americans would actually blame the shutdown on the president and the Democrats, not on Republicans. Why do you think that is, and should the president be out there speaking more on this issue? We're going to be very clear. This is this is this will be a Republican shutdown. A strike could have potentially huge impacts for the economy, according to NBC News polling. 37% of registered voters, just 37% approve of the president's handling of the economy. He's at a 56% disapproval, the highest of his presidency. And 74% of registered voters say they have major or moderate concerns about the president's age and mental fitness. How troubling is that? Here's what we're going to focus on. We're going to focus on... Whether Joe Biden believes this madness or is simply too weak to resist it, his administration has been completely hijacked by the radical left. The dividing line in America is no longer between right or left. The choice is between normal or crazy. In a recent profile, uh, General Milley raised the possibility that he thought if Trump was reelected, he would throw his opponents in jail. He said that he would be at the top of the list. Do you think that that's a real concern? And are you concerned that you could be on Trump's enemies list? Well, sure. Uh, I think there are probably uh, a lot of people uh, that are potentially uh, on such a list. Uh, and uh, again, that's, uh, that's reprehensible. Uh, I, I think General Milley's comment was he didn't think Gen uh, President Trump would uh, be reelected. Well, I'm not so sure about that. So yeah, that's a that's a real concern for uh, for many of us. 
You know, it's a very funny approach they're taking because Biden is trying to jail his opponents. Like Obama using the IRS, Biden's taking the next level and he's putting pro-life people in jail, people who didn't even walk in the Capitol are in jail. So talking about jailing people is fucking comedic at best. I mean, just comedic. They always project what they are doing. Like this. Google searches favorite Democrat candidates in 2024 presidential race. Media watchdog says. It's obvious. We've been reporting it for months. It just keeps happening. The study showed that it will bury conservatives. And I've done the test where I've Googled a conservative, the first thing that comes back is a liberal. The opposite of what I was looking for. AP, because of that ad check agency, is now going after Rumble. Rumble will stream Wednesday's GOP presidential debate. The alternative video sharing platform has been criticized for allowing, and at times promoting, far-right extremism, bigotry, election disinformation, and conspiracy theories. Unlike CNN and MSNBC who do it fucking every day. Divisive rhetoric that can get people fucking killed by your standards, once again. Start your own platform and you can ban as many people as you want. And that's the point. The problem with Rumble for them is they were smart. They don't operate on AWS. You're not run by Amazon. You can't be blocked. And they can't stand that. They went after Parler. They went after Truth Social. They are the fascist. How do I know? Damning documents reveal DHS ongoing censorship scheme. The Department of Homeland Security. Pyramid of far-right radicalization utilized by Biden grantees. It's not exaggerated to say that Biden and Marcus want to eliminate First Amendment rights for political speech that sheds light on the harms of their policy. A FOIA request uncovered how targeted violence and terrorism prevention grant program, TVTP, was weaponized against Republicans, conservatives, and Christians, and it didn't really go after terrorists. It went after their opposition. WAPO. Articles that Republicans are garbage because they want free speech. That's how far the media will go. And then we get libs of TikTok that show this is the stuff that we are getting people demonetized. Full list of words I've confirmed through my research that will demonetize you. Drag queen, porn, groomer, innocent, trans, LGBTQ, police, non-binary, ugly, and amen. Please share. And it's true. Groomer, trans, amen. It's happening. Adam Schiff. Elon Musk just fired half the election integrity team at X, allowing election misinformation to fester on this platform opens our democracy up to further attack and disinformation. Schiff, I can't believe Musk allows election interference. And they show pictures of him saying over and over, Trump colluded with Russia, which has been proven false. He still doesn't. Elon Musk reply, Schiff knows a lot about posting misinformation because he did and he still does. Inside 
articles and FOIAs finding Roderick's the Rolling Stones, whose law firm did not respond to multiple requests of comments on his apparent termination by X, never got the chance to build his team. I'm hiring notice attracted notice of right-wing influence, including Ryan Ch- Chayarechik, Mike Benz, a former State Department official at one point was angling for access to so-called Twitter files, internal communications that conservatives believe demonstrated collusion between company and U.S. government to censor conservative media. Rolling Stones is just barely disguised propaganda outlet for the intelligent agencies. And then the picture I talked about. This right here, 100%, is an article on Check My Ads. It's not just Russell Brand. Here are the other toxic people Rumble is monetizing. Alex Jones, Andrew Tate, Dan Bondingo, Laura Lomer, Shan, uh, Steve Bannon, Badlands Media. Until Google gets its act together and drops rumber seller ideas, here's how you can protect your own brand from Bondingo's island of toxic toast. How to block rumble from your ad campaigns. Block the domain. Block rumble at the seller account level. Google Exchange IDs. Contact your Google rep to opt out of Google Video Partners. Blah, 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 blah. They pressured so much that the liberal NFL now is getting pissed off because their ads are on Twitter. Because the NFL's banking on, well, they get the pressure from HRC and all these other fucking groups. You got to be woke. They're scared. And now they're playing the game. YouTube says safety, not free speech, is the number one concern. And he was asked about it. I'm not going to play it. But that's not a concern on YouTube. And the only people that are unsafe are conservatives. Breaking report coming in that Cat Turd was just swatted during his live stream today. He has been mercilessly doxxed by corporate media in hopes that someone would do just this. Send prayers. We'll update when I know more. He's fine. But that happens all the time to conservatives. And one of the major people that pushes for this all the time is Mehdi Hassan. And I'm going to play this video. It's 2 minutes and 12 seconds. Here's a video of Mehdi Hassan calling non-Muslims animals and comparing gays to pedos. Because he's an extreme Radical Islamist. No different from the rest of the non-Muslims, from the rest of those human beings who live their lives as animals, bending any rule to fulfill any desire. Once we do that, we are lost. In Islam, to believe is to know. To disbelieve is not to know. That is what it fundamentally comes down to. It is to remain ignorant. To cover up knowledge. After all, what is kata? Kata comes from the root word, which means to cover up, to conceal. The kata is the one who covers up that knowledge which is clear. The French Orientalist scholar Lamens, he once wrote that the Quran is not far from considering unbelief, disbelief as an infirmity, 
as an illness, as a disease of the human mind. SubhanAllah. Non-Muslims point this out to us. And of course, the Kafir, the disbelievers, the atheists who remain deaf and stubborn to the teachings of Islam, the rational message of the Quran, they are described in the Quran as, quote, a people of no intelligence. Allah describes them as. Not of no morality, not of no belief, a people of no intelligence. Because they are incapable of the intellectual effort it requires to shake off those blind prejudices, to shake off those easy assumptions about this world, about the existence of God. In this respect, the Quran described the atheists as cattle. As cattle of those who go with the crowd and do not stop and wonder about this world. All of these ulama unanimously agree that at the very minimum, if Yazid was not a kafir, then at the very minimum, he was a fasir, a transgressor, a breaker of Islamic laws, a corrupt individual, a tyrant, a killer, a drunkard, a dog lover, a music lover, a homosexual, a pedophile, a sexual deviant, someone who slept with his own mother, astaghfirullah. These are very this censorship campaign by the left is is 10 times worse than anything we've seen. It is literally dangerous to the democracy that we live in. And Millie talking about the Constitution and the binding document, freedom of speech, you jackass. The people that you coddle up to and promote their ideals are the ones trying to do it, not Trump. Trump has no power. He's a blowhard. He says crazy shit. He's not using the federal government to go after people. He never did. But Biden has never stopped. We go into race. Skip Bayless. This is still in the media on ESPN because they're woke about how Dan Lanning's a racist because he said clicks. Yeah, that, 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 that's nice. Then we got a religion thing. Atheist dad. I don't wear anything that states my lack of belief. So why do Christians feel they need to tell the world their belief system? Here's my cross. Go fuck yourself. Atheist dad. People just crawl. They just said, hey, your Twitter handle, I don't say Christian salty. But, you know, religion. They hate religion. Coming to a school near you. Here's Germany. Government officially released pro-prostitution book aimed towards kids. That's fucking nice. That's exactly what our children need to see. Good stuff over there. Good job. Science. Anthropological. I cannot speak English today. Association. Cancels panel on why biological sex matters. Because they got pressured by people like this. Look at this guy. What, What is that? He's a children's books author that thinks he's a woman, but he's got a beard. Can someone tell me why this lawn gnome looking ass bitch thinks anyone cares what he says? Blair White says, parental rights really anger me. Non-barinated children book author pushes back against parents. That guy gets in the USA today, but you and I, we're garbage humans. What the fuck is wrong with us? Going to play an audio of a mama. I always play mama bears, but this is another one of them. 
She had just finished reciting a passage where the character discussed how eating pussy and butthole and started on an oral sex scene from another book called Dead End when a school board member, Loretta C. Daniels, interjected and asked for a point of order, adding, it just cannot sit here and listen to this because it's so fucking vile. But they allow the books. It's good for kids to hear, just not them. God bless this mother. Watch this. Hello, everyone. Um, I've been coming here for five years now, and I was going to talk to you about some practical things that I thought you could change about 3210, but I've changed my mind. Um, I've been really confused over the last five years as to why we spend 45 minutes to an hour of every public meeting talking about how great everyone is and how great everything is in the schools, and now I've figured it out. I figured it out because all these people came here to defend you all from hurtful words. This is obnoxious. Let me just say, there is one goal for the educational system. It should be to prepare children to enter careers to be productive members of society. It is not a counseling session. It is not a self-help area. It is not somewhere to find yourself. And we should not be led by the children, for goodness sake. The children are called dependents for a reason. They depend on us who have fully developed brains. You cannot feel your way through life. The issues that we are talking about, we are bringing you statistics. We are talking about scholastics. We are talking about funding. We are talking about busing. We are talking about trying to figure out how to make our children be as successful as possible. And I am sure that that is your goal. And what we have been called tonight is what they're claiming that we're saying to children. We're having an adult conversation. There are not children in this room. We aren't going into the schools and calling them names. They call us Marxists and hateful and bigots and everything else under the sun. Well, let me tell you, Less than 5% of the entire population of North Carolina identifies as LGBTQ. You guys all claim you want democracy. Well, you know what democracy is? It's the majority plus one. It's 50 plus one. You know what? More than 50% of the people in this state claim that they believe in God, almighty God who made us male and female, God who made marriage between a man and a woman, God who said that we must protect our children. The fact that we can stand up here and we know, we can brag about all of the wonderful graduations, but we know, we know the statistics. 50% of children did not pass their end of grade test. What are we celebrating? We have, we have children coming up here telling us how horrible the mental health crisis is. Why? Most of us went to public school and all of our, all of our peers are not in mental health crises. We have to ask ourselves, what are we doing to our children? I'm going to say, we are discussing things with them that they are not emotionally, intellectually, and morally able to handle. That is what is causing the anxiety. That is what is causing the depression. That is what is causing the confusion. We need our children to be able to be children, to be able to be innocent, to be able to enjoy childhood and not know all of the drama and all of the difficulties in adult life. That is what we want. We want our children to be able to read and write and to think for themselves. But she's a garbage human. She'll be blamed if, if Biden loses. ACLU went after Tennessee's law, which once again, I don't know why the ACLU is for kids being turned into fucking trans. And here is ISD 721 reportedly had a professional development training which included this bizarre and racist video comparing white people to mosquitoes. 
New Prague Superintendent Andrew Voldma told Alpha News a different version of the video than one Alpha News provided him was shown for our dis- district staff. Voldma did not respond to repeated follow-up inquiries asking why teachers need to see this. Mosquito bites and their itch are one of nature's most annoying features. But if you're only bitten every once in a while... No, where are you really from? Uh, Cleveland? Sure, it's annoying, but it's not that big a deal. The problem is that some people get bitten by mosquitoes a lot more than other people. I mean, a lot more. Whether it's on a date... Oh, your English is so good. Excuse me? Going grocery shopping. You know, everything happens for a reason. I'm just buying apples. Commuting to work. So when are you going to have a baby? Watching TV. We have to keep the Redskins' name. It's part of our culture and history. Or just walking down the street with your partner. I couldn't even tell you were gay. <sighs> mosquitoes seem to pop up everywhere. Do you know John? Give me shopping advice. So I love Cher, too. And getting bit by mosquitoes every day. Can I? Cut your hair multiple times a day. It's annoying. That makes you want to go ballistic on those mosquitoes, which seems like a huge overreaction to people who only get bit every once in a while. It's just a mosquito bite. Who cares? Just another angry black woman. Of course, beyond just being annoying, some mosquitoes carry truly threatening diseases that can mess up your life for years. Astrophysics? Hmm. Maybe you should try less challenging, Major. Ow. Dreams. And other mosquitoes carry strains that can even kill you. It looked like he was up to trouble, okay? I felt threatened. So next time you think someone's overreacting, just remember, some people experience mosquito bites all the time. You're all so exotic, wow. And by mosquito bites, we mean microaggressions. Yeah, but saying clicks. Yeah, okay. Good shit. Good, good shit out there. Good work, everybody. Good work. Non-binary can be very expensive identity. Translation, we have no idea how many identities there are. Kids are conjuring up new ones daily on TikTok. This is actually teaching material. You know, because we're supposed to support the fucking kids. Here are two back-to-back. This is Knox Berry Farms. A gay men dance. This is for kids. And then last night, I went inside a training called Trans Activism and You, a review and response to anti-trans rhetoric. This is where I heard queer activist S.B. Pinky Montaro say it's a good thing if kids decide they're trans before their brains are fully developed. I am Eloise. I am six.
right? Being transgender is also not a mental illness. And this is really, really important. It's kind of aligned with this first argument, not a decision, not a mental illness. Um, and every single major medical, psychological, and psychiatric association approves trans is not a mental illness. Um, and science really supports trans people in this in this realm of this whole like brains haven't finished developing yet. So let's talk about the brain uh, and and what hasn't finished developing yet in this argument. Okay, the part of the brain most people are referring to when they're talking about uh, this this comment, the whole like their brains are mature and they are not done developing. They're talking about the prefrontal cortex, whether they know it or not, another story. But this is the part of the brain that matures um, in the early twenties. All right, the PFC. So it is true that the PFC does not mature until mid to late twenties, um, and it is a decision-making center of the brain. The primary function is called executive function. It's the newest part of your brain. It's right behind your forehead. Uh, you can kind of think of like the back of your brain back here, your cerebellum is the it kind of evolved forward. We grew, the brain kind of grew like this over the thousands, millions of years. And the part at the front is the newest. Um, and it's supposed to sort of regulate a lot of the, the older parts that you might've heard the word, the lizard brain. Okay. That's what the PFC does. But what exactly is executive function? And this is really important. Executive function is decision-making. Yes. It's planning, uh, rule following, inhibition, right? Stopping you from doing things that might violate social rules, so moderating social behavior. What's really important about all these things, none of them have to do with your identity. They all, though, could help you moderate, right, inhibit your identity, especially if your identity violates social norms. All right. So if we think about this executive function, this mature executive function actually could stop you from being able to better express your identity if your identity is not something that's accepted by society. So I actually argue, and I've talked to many other uh, uh, like other psychologists, doctors about this, children and people without a mature PFC are actually arguably better equipped, neurologically speaking, right, from a cognitive neuroscience standpoint, to be themselves, because they are less likely to inhibit who they are, and instead just be who they are. We actually see this with autistic individuals. They're also more likely to identify as trans or, or queer. Um, and also folks with ADHD, there's a high correlation between a lot of these things that actually um, have lower executive function and higher likelihood for disclosing their own identities. And I, there's no, I don't think, you know, I'm not, I haven't studied this specifically. So this is like now my conjecture, but I don't think that's like an accident or just a coincidence. It is actually part of how kids work, right? When they're younger and they don't have that executive function, they say what they mean and they mean what they say. Right. And I think there's actually a lot we can learn from them about that. They haven't learned all the things that they're supposed to be. And instead, they're just who they are. So actually, this whole brain not developed thing yet helps helps in this in this context. OK. Um, and so there's a lot there. We're not going to get into it further than this. But I think I think the shortest way to say it is that if people throw this PFC or mature brain thing at you, you need to ask them, what do you think that brain part actually does? Right. And, and see if they, most people don't know the answer, then you can educate them. It actually helps inhibit who you are. And if you're an adult here, which I think most of you are, you have definitely been in a social interaction at some point in your lives where you stopped yourself from doing something because it would have violated social behavior, right? Or social rules. And that's valuable to some degree, right? Because we're really social animals as humans. But again, if that violating social behavior um, means that you can't be yourself, that can be pretty detrimental, all right? Cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's the point, isn't it? That's the point in all of this. Get them while they're young, turn them into what we want. Basically the same thing pedos do. 
But saying groomers a piece of shit. And then last but not least, the Michigan Supreme Court, all judges are to use appropriate pronouns. So, yeah, Michigan is definitely far left. God help us all. To our This Is America, the first video is based on lies. Billions in student debt forgiveness. Actually, didn't go through. First gun safety bill in 30 years. Didn't change anything. Most climate spending in U.S. history, but we called it an inflation reduction. Office of Gun Violence Prevention, Climate Corps, and more. More progress, all of above. And they think this video of him in slow-mo, Dark Brandon's going to help. Afterwards, I'm showing it. I shouldn't. I'm sorry. Hillary Clinton, a person who left, you know, State Department people on a roof to die and didn't even send an aircraft to come get their corpses. Yeah, she got a unveiling because when Democrats lose elections, they are still viable. When Republicans are, they just need to shut the fuck up. This is America. Don't catch you slipping now. Don't catch you slipping now. Look what I'm whipping now. This is America. Don't catch you slipping now. Don't catch you slipping Yeah, that's that's fucking bullshit. And then Auburn decided to have on their campus some religious events. And of course, everybody in the world went after him. Ted Cruz got involved and told him to go get fucked because it is a freedom of speech. Hold on. Oh, can't do that ring light, man. It's killing me. But it is a freedom of speech. It's uh, religious. And why can't they do it? You have everything else. You have your gay shit. You have your fucking Wiccan shit. You got shit all over the fucking place. But a couple people get together and have some religious stuff. And the Supreme Court just pushed that you can have that. And you fuckers can handle it. So, yeah. That wraps up another episode of Flyover Politics Podcast. Show your family friends. Go to Flyover Politics with a K on Sound. Cloud Rumble 482467. Email me at foppodcast at gmail.com. It was a good show. Started with a lying liar piece of shit that should scare everyone. If you think Millie's good, you need to clean out your head because we cannot have soldiers being political. That's how countries become dictatorship, folks. And we end with just a cult it's just a cult man you wrap everything up put a bow on it you look in the dictionary and the democrat party progressives far left are a cult and it's just a shocker because when i was a kid it was the right they were the cult now it's the left and they have so many ethos that you must follow and it's fucking scary man this is scary shit but anyway 
We'll go with the next podcast on uh, Wednesday or Thursday. I can't remember. I know we have an estate sale to go to. So 4 October or 5 October. usually do my Tuesday one, but I don't have a doctor's appointment. I just got to do my walk and pick up my crack. Um, So I don't have one. Uh, But we'll go Wednesday or Thursday. Till then, as always, thanks for freaking watching and take care. Every death is a tragedy, y'all. It's seven lives.